Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for teaching us your ways. We are men ignorant, ignorant of the ways which you which you take, ignorant of your ways, ignorant of your path, ignorance of your life. Father, we just want to appreciate you for giving us the gift of Jesus, even for the propitiation of our sins. Thank you, Lord. Thanking you for the gift of Christ, O oh Lord, for ensuring our salvation of our soul. Thank you, Father, for giving us yourself as an inheritance, even our destination, our purpose, our destiny. Thank you, Father, for making it clear to us, for making us fulfilled, for giving us a hope, for giving us an expected hand. Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for your mercies. Thank you, Lord, for your love, which you loved us. Father, we, we, can't just, we can't help but just acknowledge your love. I just acknowledge your grace, which you have given us, which you have given us even today. Thank you for your grace, which you've shown us. Father, you said the grace which brings us salvation has appeared unto all men. Thank you, Father, for the provision of this grace. Thank you, Father, for the releasing of this grace. But I thank you for bringing so great salvation to us. Thank you, Father, for not stopping to speak. Thank you, Father, for your relentless speaking, even to make sure that we'll come to where you are. Thank you, Father, for your ordinance, even as our high priest. Thank you, Father, because you make intercession for us to the end, to, for us that we might be saved to the uttermost. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for the heavenly ministry which you have set in place and in motion to ensure that we journey to where you are. Father, we say thank you. Father, we say be thou exalted. Father, we pray tonight that as we go into the world, that you will show us mercy again. Father, we are men of weak weak countenance. We ask, Father, that you will lift up our countenance even by your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we are weak tonight. We ask, Father, that you will strengthen us within again by your word in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would help our hearts to unite and align under your spirit tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, I come unto you and I ask for help. Father, I am weak. I am in need of you. I ask, Father, that you would send help our way, even to, to hear you, to, 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 to follow your speaking tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you for open doors. Thank you for open doors upon us. Thank you for entrance which you have given to us. 
Oh, Father, we say thank you. We appreciate you. Oh, Mazete, Father, we ask for help to follow the path which you have opened. We ask for help to follow the door which you have opened. Father, we ask for help to, to be committed to your ways. Oh, Father, we ask for help. Father, Mahato Vini Mahata, we do not know this path. We have not tried this path before. We ask for your help. We ask for your guidance. You want to lead us in your way. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Mahata Vini Mishu Toparia. Zota Vende Mahata Baha. That your spirit will open upon each and every one of us. Amen. Father, we pray for the giving of your spirit. Father, you will supply your spirit upon each and every one in the name of Jesus. Father, you will baptize us again into your spirit tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Tamiato Venerosha. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We give you all the praise. Thank you, our Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed and worshiped. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I welcome everyone here. Hello. Hope we are all doing good. We are doing great. And I hope uh, we, we had an awesome week. Yes, sir. Well, it's just starting, so I hope our week is going fine so far. Amen. Amen. Uh, and I hope last week was was blissful. Amen. So you just say hello to your neighbor. Neighbor, hi. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see your face. I'm glad you are here. I'm glad I can see you and fellowship with you. You are not saying it all. Amen. Amen. I said you are always looking at me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't disconnect from your from your neighbor. Say hello to your neighbor. Hi, neighbor. If you don't like seeing your neighbor's face, look at their faces. And say hi, neighbor. How are you doing? How are you doing? Hope you are doing good. That's good. Amen. I mean, don't be shy. You need to look at each other's face. Say hello. Say hi. Say you know. How about hi? Be joyful. Amen. But you say hi. You like hi. The face is looking here. Amen. Good eye contact. Is good. Amen. Amen. I hope you're happy to be here. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, so tonight, uh, I'm just trusting God for to be able to to still speak concerning the leading of the Spirit. I know Mahato Venema has to pray that uh, last week, Tuesday, we didn't get to talk about it. We're talking more about what it takes to become beautiful in the spirit. Amen. Amen. And I hope that's something that we're all longing for. Amen. Amen. First, it was to desire the life or to desire the, the beauty life, to the, 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 the life of God. Yeah. And then to, then the next, and on Tuesday again, we see that 
it takes suffering to become beautiful. Yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. And on Saturdays, we've been dealing the issue of leading of the spirit. Yeah. Amen. Saturdays. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, today, I don't, in my heart, I, that's, the only, that's the only direction I'm seeing so far. But that does not mean that they can't change it. Amen. Amen. I've learned that by now that it is good to be to be submitted and to be under. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So even me, I'm under I'm under the office of the Spirit. Yeah. I'm under the Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I have, to, I, have to, I have to submit too. Yes. Amen. I'm under the Lord Jesus. I'm under our God. So we'll see what he has to say. Um, concerning the issue of media, I know we've been perusing that area, but I, I feel that we've not really narrowed down on certain things, right? Or maybe to just make it uh, awesome. How many of us have listened to, um, you know, the previous ones concerning the leading of the spirit? Are we? Have you had it? You were here, right? You were here on the, on the, on the Saturday, so you're here, right? Yeah. The first one and the last one, talking about the leading. I don't know if we've all been opportuned to listen to it. I guess, I guess, I don't know, I don't know it's already on, on the website, but we also have Mixalar, we can listen again. But uh, um, is it possible to just quickly get a a recap of maybe what we got from the last two teachings regarding the leading of the spirit. If there's anything that stood out um, to your just a quick recap, amen. Anybody that wants to help us, I know it's the, the button falls on this on this angle because they are the ones that were here, amen. amen. For me, what has stood out over the last two weeks is for a while they were dwelling on, I think it was Isaiah, and that it was talking about how beautiful at the feet of them that bring the gospel. Mm-hmm. And you went in depth and explained that, and uh, you asked us what it meant to be beautiful or how, like, for us personally, we went for that too explain and you also um, drew reference from Hebrews and for me what really stood out is that for us to be actually or for my soul to actually be beautiful my soul has to go through sufferings and you now explain because that that was the example that Jesus said he suffered he endured because I endured and went through suffering and then you now explain the different kinds of suffering. You started from, um, I think, selflessness and you know just giving ourselves out. And that's also a part of suffering that we have to go through. That the soul has to go through. And that's one aspect that God can beautify our souls. And once we suffer, once we give ourselves, and. Like he also talked about comfort. That once we let go of our comfort, it's easier for us to follow the reading of the spirit. It's easier for us to respond to God once we are not like dwelling in ourselves. And uh, yeah, so for me, that's what has really. 
awesome. It's suffering that we have to be intentional to let ourselves go through if we really want to be beautiful. Mm, awesome. Thank you. Um, concerning the madam, are you able to help us with? Uh, Oh, yes, yeah, so the question is um, the last two teachings we've had about leading of the spirit. If we can quickly get a, a quick recap, just know what stood out, and just to because I know most of us, uh, are not, all of us are not here when we started that, just to you know, more like an introduction for so just a quick recap to see what we've been discussing concerning the leading of the spirit. Challenged, you are going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. 
you are going to miss out on something. You are going to miss it. There's a likelihood that you will miss it. You are not doing it right. So, so many things were mentioned about leading. I know we first started with, with we talked about drains too mm -hmm. earlier on. We talked about how everything has to be based on scripture. Leading of the spirit has, comes based on scripture. It's not outside scripture. Everything, mm -hmm. the leading comes through the scripture. Yeah. Yes, you Even in dreams, you said, like, like you mentioned, one of the Saturdays, that even in dreams too, because dreams is a very vast when you are dreaming you are in a very vast world different things are going on your body is speaking your mind is speaking different things are going on are happening there different spirits you are exposed to different things mm. but as if the lord is speaking to you in a dream you would find it in scripture there's how it will lead you to the scripture you'll be able to connect by knowledge of the scriptures so another thing is that leading will not come when there's no knowledge of the scripture you need the knowledge of the scripture to be able to interpret leading mm -hmm. so you need to study you need to meditate on the scripture because as you begin to meditate it's from there you begin to the scripture of the lord begin spirit begin to talk to you and even from that that diligence you see you begin to lead you and when he leads you will be able to find that leading mm -hmm. in the scripture yeah and he also said that it's not it's not spooky that's how we the we expect the leading to be i know i, I mentioned it earlier that's how we expect the leading to, to hear one spectacular voice or one very loud voice son of man <laughs> different ways you, you give the examples for it's not spooky it's it's almost like, um, I don't know what the word I would say. It, it, it's, it's more of the inward witness. Mm. That that's, that's the primary way. I know you said it twice. That's the primary way that the Lord will lead us. As he told the servant, again, and he will lead us primarily through the inward witness. Mm -hmm. And then we explain that we would know when it's the inward witness speaking to us there will just be that off that off feeling about something that kind of like restrains us at a point when we're about, we're about to do something it could be the little things like cooking when you're cooking you miss salt there's just some off feeling that as if you miss something you said those are also leadings and if we don't think those are leadings then i, I don't know that those things we have to pay attention to them because they are readings. That's mm -hmm. how we get conversant with the with the inward witness. When we pay attention to those little readings, we'll be able to flow with the inward witness. And we have to beware. I remember we mentioned. I don't know if you mentioned that in prayer in the message also that we have to beware because the more we begin to miss them, those those readings, the more we begin to lose sensitivity yeah. to the spirit because as we pick as we're able to obey as we're being led we allow we yield to leading we're becoming more attentive to the spirit but the more we begin to miss and disobey and disobey we are becoming dull we are becoming in the spirit we are becoming dumber and dumber i think that's what i'll use we're becoming dumber to the to the voice of the spirit praise the lord so there's so so many things you said but this is just like some bits and pieces that I, I picked from different or that from those uh, different Saturdays that you preached about. Amen. 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 Thank you so much.
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for for the recap. Thank you, Julia. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm still just hoping. I know there's a there's a leading in my in my spirit concerning what you said today, but I won't be able to fetch it yet. But we'll see. Amen. I'm just praying that God will help me to connect what really he wants to say. Amen. 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 Amen.
Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just perceive the angel of the Lord speaking and saying you'll walk with, with, with us. So I'll walk with you. I'm here to, to it's, it's, it's for strength yes. to walk with you. So I'll walk with you. I will walk with you. You have more interpretation. I mean, I know there's another part of the tongue. I don't know if we have that interpretation yet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And that tongue is not new. You're saying Peter Path. Mm. We still don't know what that means yet. I mean, at least for us. Tuesdays are always different. I don't know why, but it's almost it's almost cons- consistent. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. So I'm I'm willing to yield to the Spirit. So I don't know if I'm going to talk about Didi. It doesn't look like it, but we'll see. Amen. Amen. I guess the recap we had is is is, is a message enough. Yes. But God would help us. Um, in the area of leading, I also feel that it's not something that can be taught in just maybe even a few days. Mm. It's almost something that we have to be hearing constantly. Mm. Um, so I would recommend we all go and read How to Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth again. It is very, very important to know how to be led. It is very important. In short, if that area is not sound, we will not go far. It's as simple as that. We won't go far spiritually. Amen. What makes what how how what makes our journey a lot easier is learning to be led. Now, I'm not saying that when we're learning it, we would 100% get it. Because leading itself is by growth. The more you grow, the clearer your leadings will be. But having the foundation, having a a good foundation for leading Mm -hmm. is a good... It's it's, it's like a soldier that is well-dressed to go to war. Mm So if we are not properly led or don't know how to be led, it's like having a soldier going to war without a gun. It is is certain that soldier will die. If that soldier encounters a front line, you are going to die. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. So, I mean, you need a weapon to fight back. 
I'm just showing, I'm just showing that just to give us a perspective of what leading, how how leading is useful. If we don't have, if we don't learn the basis of leading, it means that we are not really prepared. So a soldier, for a soldier to go to war, they must go through drills. They must train them, exercises, vet, vet them, make sure they can even pass and go through training. Then they will train them, train them to handle gun, to combat, train them out, you know, the art of war, and then send them to battle. If they are not well prepared, they can't go to battle. And many Christians today that are growing, we are not, some of us are not growing well. I mean, you can see it in the, you can see it in the, in the, in the world. When you see Christian story, you wonder, ah, what did this, where did this breed come from? Because that is not usually in our nature. It's not in. Go go back to the early 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 times. You know, read the gospel. You see, it is clear there how when the apostles talk about them being led, it is clear there that they gave importance to being led. Because they will not do anything except yeah. they are instructed by the Spirit. Yes, sir. They won't do anything. And part of that, as the as as the Holy Spirit begins to lead them, then they begin to come into wisdom. So, in areas that they have been led, they come into wisdom, in which the Holy Ghost does not even need to lead them again, because they've already been led. So, the wisdom they gain in being led is what they are now using. Wow! Right? It has become part and parcel of how they live. The purpose of leading is for you to become perfect. Amen. Amen. See, see this. When you are like Christ, honestly, your leading is not going to be the same as when you just got born again. You know why? Because you must have learned what you need to know. The reason why we are need leading self really is because there's a problem inside. Mm. Do, you, do, do, do you do you think God needs to be led? Oh well, yeah, he does. Mm. <laughs> I I know we're all saying no, <laughs> and the right answer that is that is good is no, really. But the wisdom I'm trying to bring out here is this. The leading inside God is his nature. Right? You have things like mercy, which is the counsel. You have the counsel of his will. And you have you have mercy in him. Right? You have meekness. You have kindness. You have selflessness. You have all those things inside him that is able to instruct him in every which that God can any judgment God set he cannot make mistake. So a Christ or he who has come to peace in their journey, right, is a man that has been led and has so gained mastery of leading. Such that God can trust him. Hi. Amen. Amen. Now there are workings. The purpose of leading is to inst- is to install to install tools 
inside us that we can use to live. That's one of the reasons for living. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. How what I'm saying is not strange when I mention peace. Does it make sense? Do you know what peace is? Now what is peace? Now I get it technical. You know why? You know why I'm saying it? My heart of your name is because it is important to know these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many of you know that we've taught it before? Mm-hmm. This piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know it's not one day mm-hmm. that will get the understanding. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to say what you know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, don't be afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I must, because I mean, the tongue that came talking about peace, right? Mm-hmm. To guide us to peace. So, how do we understand what they are saying? Mm-hmm. Right? So, there are. Those things are doctrinal words mm. that you are hearing. Amen. Amen. And mm. getting to peace is the f- is I won't say the third but getting to peace is in God's sight mm. for each and every one of us. Mm. Right? Although our journey is more than that. Mm. But first get to peace. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. when you get to peace, hmm, you won't struggle with God's mm. leading. Mm. Amen? Amen. Why do I say so? Mm. When I say God's leading, right, because I'm talking about God leading your soul. Right? Because most of us, what we know is God leading our body. But we don't know the aspect of God leading our soul. Amen. Amen. So, God leading our our soul is a much more is a much more elevated leading than the leading of the body. When we get born again, what we what we experience most of the time is the leading of the body. How things like the Holy Spirit started talking to you and started telling you things like take your umbrella and you don't know it's not and then you pick trend or oh go and pick your notebook oh, oh, I don't think I'll need it just pick it then you pick it then you realize that you need it, you need it later then uh, other mm-hmm. thing other things like I need a job God will lead you to get a job even in that area of job. But most of us don't even know how to be led in that area. Yes, sir. In the sense that the way we look at it, we are the one leading ourselves. We are just yes. praying to God. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. There are things to consider when it comes to even looking for a job and things like that. Some of us, we can take any job. <laughs> right? And any job means anything can happen. Hi. And what that means is that if anything happens, it means, it means that you take any job, you're overriding everything else concerning you. Wow. Okay, what I mean by that is part of living is evaluating what is important to you. Mm. That alone will tell you the kind of job you will take. Mm. Wow. I want to say important to you, I'm saying spiritually. Mm. I know because of the land that we are in, there's a way the, the, this area, this system can legitimately make you neglect that area. 
I mean, I know there are some there are some things in the sector that work two for seven on Sundays. I mean, those ones there's nothing you can do about it, right? Just to make some of us okay, especially some of us that are nurses. But there's nothing you can do about that, right? That's one. But even if, because I mean, everybody would have how God will lead them. I don't want to stay in the area because I need to continue. So I don't know why I even branch here, but. When it comes to even the job we take, God needs to lead us, mm. right? Make sure that the job we are doing works for you, works for your schedule, and it doesn't. And it does. It's not. Is not. Is not killing mm. your pursuit of God. Mm. As long as that is there, you're good to go. And then the next one is. Your interest. Now, for students, it may be different because for students, what we do is every work, anyone we see, we do. Why? Because we've not gotten our degree yet. But even the anything, there are still some anything that will still work for us spiritually. Amen. So that's that. Let's leave that and not talk too much. But those areas, areas that you know, it's, it's actually based on that is like case by case scenario. There's no general formula, but a standard formula to look at is that as long as the job is is not is not killing your drive for God, it's not taking too much of your time when it comes to your pursuit of God, then you are good. Right? The job is not killing you. It's not it's not you know there are some jobs that will take all your energy. Yes, you know sir. you know job when you work it takes energy. Yes sir. The one that comes to Go to church yeah. or come go to meetings, then you are, you are, yeah. you are tired, you have an issue. So, those are things. Mm-hmm. I mean, and of course, when we are young, it's still a time for sacrifice, right? Some, and that is another, that's another thing as Christian that, yeah. that maybe, maybe that, that, that teaching has, I don't know where yeah. it has gone to. Yes. And part of it is that we, we, are too com- we like our comfort too much. Oh. We, we know nothing about sacrifice. sacrifice. We know nothing about Killing our flesh. What are, what are? Because when the area I'm talking about is when we're in our comfort, we can't sacrifice our comfort to pursue the things of God. And I can tell you, most importantly, if you grow, God will demand that from you. God can arrange that you have so many work to do, do that, do that, and then you're okay, yeah, still, still save me. Let's see. Wow. Because maybe you are thinking maybe God can remove the jobs. Ah, you add more load on top, on top of what you have. I say, see in that situation, save me. Let's see. And it's still is a way to prove you. But see, anybody that likes to get God's things at their comfort, at their time, at their, don't worry. Your growth is in twenty twenty. So twenty twenty what? Your growth is in one billion years. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that the growth will be slow. It's as simple as that. Why? Because for you to actually grow, you need to. There is there is there is an there is a sacrifice you need to give. But the reason for that sacrifice is to kill something in your nature. So, 
it's not much of the outward thing that is happening. It's more of what is happening inside. So while you are making sacrifices, you are doing certain things, you don't realize that you're not able to sacrifice more. You are more selfless. You see all those things. God will help us, amen. I don't know what I'm even talking about. But we'll see how just flow as it is flowing. The way it's flowing is what I'm following. Amen. amen. I did not know that the leading also went in. Amen. But I mean, but just still following the tongue, right? Say God wants to help our feet to journey far, right? He wants to help us to walk far, to see far. Those things are very essential. Amen. Because what what you don't see, you can't journey to. That's part of the reason for God making it clear to you the requirement for growth different stages of growth. Wow. Explaining, you be wondering, why are we learning mm-hmm. life? Why are we learning righteousness? Why are we learning uh, peace? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we learn? Charity. Why are we learning um, faith, hope, and charity? Why are we learning um, living the everlasting son, the eternal, the eternal God? Mm-hmm. Why are we learning all those things? Okay. If you don't see it, it is possible you may never pursue it. Mm-hmm. In short, well, let me leave it to God. But it's possible that if you are not seeing it, you may never pursue it. So part of God, creating standard, separating things, giving doctrine, making sure that things are clear, is so that you can see clearly what the journey entails, what it takes, what wow. God requires. So when you see it, then you can make up your mind to go after it. So that's part of the reason for making your eye single. Right, right. Because when your eye is single, then it can focus. When you don't have focus, right, you won't journey. So, the first thing God does when it's bringing you into life is to make sure that you can see. When your eyes are open, they expose you to revelation, then you now realize that, wow, so, there's another life here. That's the beginning of life. Wow. But that one too, you must be led into it. Right? You will be led into it. They make sure you can see clearly. So God said to Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, so have I given unto you. Right? So as far as his eyes can see, have you. so you look out, and you will see a big land. But, ah! hmm. I don't care, I don't know, this, this thought is not, it's not, it's not full yet in my head, so I don't know if I can say it. But there's something I'm seeing here. Mm. See, as far as your eyes can see, I've given unto you. But what about the areas his eyes can't see? Mm. Does, that, does that mean that he won't, won't get it? Mm. Right? As, so I, I, then, whatever, wherever the suit of your feet tread, mm. right? You shall what? Possess. Possess. Uh-huh. Mm. So there is sin, there is possessing. Yes. Mm. Wow. 
all these things I'm talking about, when I say they're saying this, please, what are you thinking about? Let me let me help us because when we are hearing these things, you no, know, we are talking spiritual things. People are hearing the different things we are all hearing. <laughs> so when I say there is sin, there is possession, what are you thinking about? So when I say sin, what are you what is what are you supposed to see? So what, what do you think, Lily? When you say sin, what the first thing that came to your heart? That one is after you've processed what the answer should be. Now imagine, or maybe that's actually what's in your heart, sir. Because I mean, we're all learning. But when you first heard me say there is sin, there is possession. What do you think I'm talking about? Like revelation too much. It's just the word I'm talking about seeing and possessing. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah. People like revelation. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Thank you. So I just... you question, okay, okay. It's okay. It's okay. What I'm trying to just say really is that because when I mentioned there is seeing, there is possessing, right? So I'm talking about what you understand by hearing that. So, but what I'm trying to say is that there is seeing in the spirit. There is possession in the spirit. Those two things are different. Mm. But he who will see is you. Yeah. He who will possess is you. So the question now is, what do you need to see? What do you need to possess? Mm. Mm. Right? Now, that's really how... <laughs> so, what I'm, what I'm showing you is just really how to think through scripture, mm. think through revelation, right? Because yeah. you're thinking, hmm, whatever your eyes can see, what should my eyes see? Mm. Right? I mean, if all you know is job and everything, else, that's what you'll be thinking about. But the scripture is much more than that. Yes, now, the natural really well, how do I say this to balance it? But I'll leave it for now. Because the thing is, because t- what there is, there is, there is, there is a way we respond to the natural mm. without spiritual understanding. But we are not supposed to handle the natural without a spiritual understanding. In short, the way man ought to live is by a spiritual understanding. Then we engage life. We engage the natural, right? But if you not check the depth of our, I don't know about you, but I know at least for me, when I check my understanding before I started learning what the righteousness, there are many understandings that is there that I did not even know was even affecting the way I was hearing what the righteousness. Wow. Later on, I, was, I, I did not even know that I was not taking it to use it to live. You not so I will hear what the righteousness. I will hear all this revelation. But when you not check how I'm living. The understanding I'm using to live is still the yeah. same as before yeah. I started learning the right thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm now wondering, what's the problem? Yeah. I was going to yeah. realize that, oh, I'm taking it, but not really taking it. Yes. So I'll hear it, sweet, awesome, ah, 
But I don't know how those two, how that, what I've heard, should work in me mm. to produce a kind of man. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, so, but I'm supposed to make sure that what I'm hearing affects me, changes me inwardly. So everything we are hearing, we hear eternal life, we hear everlasting life, we hear Christ, we hear all those things. God is separating things for us for you to see first before, and check it scripture, before you can actually possess, you must first see. Mm. And that is why in John chapter 3, I don't know why I opened John 3. What, the, the scripture I thought I wanted to read it was actually mm. not in John 3, but I opened it. Mm. It's quite interesting. Mm. Right? So, John 3, in verse 3, says, Very, very, I say unto you. So Jesus answered and said unto him, That, that is uh, the Pharisee, Nicodemus. So, very, very, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see. The kingdom of God. You see there, he cannot see the kingdom. Then later in verse 5, Jesus answered and said, Jesus answered, very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So I'm talking about two things, possessing and seeing. So the first step is to see. So first you must see the kingdom. Before you possess the kingdom or enter the kingdom of God. And I know I also have to explain what the kingdom is. If I ask each and every one of us, what is the kingdom of God? And what does that mean? Okay. Ah! Let me, let me not ask. to read this scripture so that I can get my thoughts accurate. So Joshua 1 chapter 3. Let's read it. Let me read from verse 1. Actually. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Say, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Eater and unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Mm. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Amen. So, what we see here is Moses 
also Joshua talking to Joshua that wherever the sword of your feet should tread upon that, I have, I, I have, I given that have I given unto you. But check it, can your feet tread upon somewhere you actually have not seen? So, so when they say that, as far as you, so let's read the that one too. There's a thought I'm connecting. God will help me. Amen. So, this is Genesis 13, right? from verse 4 and, and the Lord said unto Abraham after that Lot was separated from him lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it unto thy seed forever please I wanted to ask I want to ask you you standing here Let's assume you have a plain land. How far can you see? Right? How far? I don't. I, I mean, to that, that only to that. But how, how big is that point? Right? It's just the horizon. And I can tell you, that horizon is not big enough for the land that Israel ought to actually take. Does it, make sense? Does it make sense? So let me say, I'm just standing in the, in the, in the desert. I can, see, I can see far lands, right? All around me. But I won't really see much land unless I am elevated. When you are elevated, you are on elevated ground, you can see much more. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, so the more you are elevated, the more land you see. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, sir. That's all, mostly really how the journey is spiritually. It's only God that actually knows the exact mark of the land. Mm-hmm. So when God is telling Joshua, the land of the Hittite, the rest was marking it for him. From where God is standing, God can see all the land, but Joshua can see all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So, first, let me, let's read it. Say, God unto Abraham, Lord, okay. Say, for all the land thou seest, thou to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent, and came and dwelt in the plains of Mamre, which is in Hebron. And build there an altar unto the Lord. So, after God told him, as far as you can see, God said, Yeah, now walk through the land. Now, the actual scene takes place as you begin to walk. Meaning that if you are not moving spiritually, 
you won't really get, you won't really, you won't really journey far. Or what you see will be limited. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Right? So, there is a need to keep moving in the spirit. To keep journeying in the spirit. Non-stop. Why? Because where you are standing, you can only see so much. Move further, you now realize that the horizon will broaden. You now realize that that's almost the way it is when we were growing up. We learned make of the world. We didn't know that there's actually Christ to learn. So everything was about milk, milk, milk. Then when we journeyed further as a body altogether, then we realized that, wait, there's something called Christ of God. Wow. So we need to grow to become Christ. All that we need to grow, we need to grow that we know during the milk of the word was just how to grow in milk. And many would have, and we associated being able to quote scripture, being able to preach, being able to pray for long as a standard for somebody that is a giant in the spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. All those things are very essential. Right? But let's add meekness to it. It does not make you a giant. It just makes you better prepared to be able to journey. It's making you prepared as a soldier. Like I was saying, right? When I realized that when I mentioned that leading is progressive, right? You know, it now makes sense that imagine God telling Abraham, yeah, walk through the land, walk through the breadth and depth of it, right? Let me let, let me read it again. It says, Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it. Walk through the land in the length and in the breadth. It means that it needs to mark the land. So the actual Possession of the land takes place as it begins to journey to to walk and mark the land. Mm. As he's walking through the length and breadth, then he's saying, "Okay, this land, that land, this land belong to me." Because if he's staying in one point, there are many grounds he's not seeing. Yes. Mm. Means now I'm showing the, I'm saying this to show us something concerning growth spiritually, yes. right? Mm. It requires you to walk, mm. meaning that you must respond. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is that growing up spiritually is not it's not being so. I get, and this is why mo- most people actually run away from it. Because sometimes when they pick, when they, there's a way you'll be talking around people, and then you begin to talk about things of God. People can smell what it requires. Now, we're not even getting to confirming and all that. But the moment they just ah, it requires that I will pray and read my Bible all the time. It requires ah, there's just so much, too much work. Ah, why is that? why is that? That means that there is something that the the soul loves that yeah. is not really God. It's like I'll just save God in my own time, in my own way. That kind of heart is a heart that does not really, 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 really cherish the things of God. What it means that they, are, they still love their life somewhere. I know their life is an understanding of the world. No matter how good that soul may be, it is a worldly love. Mm. 
Yes. It is worldly. Yeah. Because check what they will love will be worldly. Yes. It won't be anything. Because and how you check what somebody loves is what they give themselves to. Simple as that. Mm. Why? Because what you have energy for is what you give yourself to. Even though, they, even though you might be saying, mm, I don't really like it though. I'm just doing it because I need money. So you, 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 you still give yourself to it. Yes, sir. And if you like it now, yes, okay, if, you didn't, if you didn't really like it, just have to do it. Why don't you just stop now? Yes, sir. Mm. You know that if you stop, one more mula will stop. Oh. Mm. Any money will stop flowing. But you will still go because you love. So now, the thing now is that what you really love is the money. Yes. So, you may say you don't like the job, but because you love the money, yes. you can give yourself yeah. to get the money. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't like what you are doing. Right? So, you like the money. You love the money. Money is... One thing that can fight every soul is money. Money. And funny thing is that we don't, we don't understand how, how the love of money, how, how deep-rooted it is in our soul. Mm-hmm. No, you may you may wonder. Let me ask you a question. Can you for forgo money for the purpose of going to church? That's a good thing to know. No, I mean maybe all of us can do it, but check it. Some of us, yeah, I'm not saying us. I say us. Anybody that may be hearing, it's possible that they might say, oh, "It's just one Sunday." Right? Ah, it's just one Sunday. There's no problem. I just go and walk, make some money, and come back. I mean, there may be nothing wrong with it, but here's the thing. It shows that there's a love of money somewhere. Can, and here's a proof that you don't love money. Can you be presented with an opportunity to earn a lot of money and let it go for the sake of your spiritual growth? Let's say they offer you one billion dollars. Yeah, I know. Many pastors, many pastors will even fight you and say, why didn't you go? Is it not just one Sunday? Right? And it seems logical to do. But that move is actually at the expense of something in you. Right? It's at, it's at an expense of your soul. It's as simple as that. I know that this example is very extreme. It's not even that extreme because many of us will pretty much just go to church. But in the sense that it may not be church. It may, it may just be other other things that is a, a, important to you spiritually. And then they offer you money rather than getting life. Which one will you choose? You know, a typical example of uh, just one time is not that serious. Maybe perfect. But the truth of the matter is that it's, it's, a, it's a statement to what is love in your soul. Yeah. Now realize that you are able, almost all the time. Because, okay, let's say it's just one occasion, right? Maybe another day. Something that might seem to just happen once will happen again. Be wondering, and it's just one. What if something that will happen once is always happening every single time? Then you don't realize that or more. Like, like say I'm far away. And the funny thing is that when you do it once, twice, fourth, you won't know you're already yeah. you are already gone. What am I saying safe? Let me move for that course of time. Let me let me see. But I mean I'm just flowing as the gist comes, right? 
I'm just saying that there are some things that we love, right? Mm-hmm. That we can give ourselves to. When it comes to the things of God, we may not really, right? Now, we must be able to journey spiritually. Our growth is tied to our, to our movement. If you don't move, don't, you won't really see. Now, here's the thing. The journey is far. Yeah. If I will, why? I tell you, we've, do you know how long, for how long the body have been learning milk? Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, the name of the Holy Ghost. Then the name of Christ began to come, or the name of the Son. And then the teaching came. It's, and funny thing is that it's not even all the body that is learning that name right now. Mm-hmm. Even though all of us we are hearing everlasting life, and all that, also, but that is just a mark. That is a landmark. There is each and every one. Of course, it's all an awesome picture that each and every one of us learning all these things, right? It's part of the body that would eventually come into the fullness. But when you check the body as a whole, meaning that check what is prevalent in the knowledge in the body, right? Meaning what is being taught. You realize that it's not necessarily things concerning Christ. It's still milk. It's still the name of the Holy Ghost. Only little by little, few, here little, there little, the body is moving into Christ gradually. But massively, where the body is really, is in milk. Right? So even, this might even have most of us, and that is why, because that's where the body is. Any 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 church that is teaching good milk is a good candidate, right? Milk of the word. Now, because if you're not bring a standard of every church that is teaching whatever, are you how many? That, that standard, the, the whole body is not there. I mean, if it is in the place where you are fine, but if it's not, what will you do? Will you will you will you not go to church? You have to go now, right? What's that? But I'm saying that that's just where we are. But we need to keep moving. When I say keep moving, keep journeying, keep growing. So movement must take you. You must walk. Right. So I guess the two things we are, we are going to talk about today is, is that sight and movement. Sight and movement, really. Because that's, that, that's just what I'm saying, right? You must see the land and then you must walk it. When they told Abraham to walk the land, now realize that they are also telling Joshua to walk. Right? Now said, the more you walk, the more you can actually see the land. So when, when God was instructing Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, he's not necessarily telling that at that spot alone. He's not talking about land he would discover. Land he would see as he begins to journey. Amen. Everybody that sees the kingdom is beginning to move into life. Amen. Amen. Peace is another landmark. But life and peace is talking about your nature. The salvation of your soul. The salvation in your soul must come to life 
the salvation of your soul must come to peace. The, all I'm saying, the work, the work of salvation in your soul and my soul. We must come, we must enter life. Amen. Amen. Now, how do I associate entering the kingdom to entering into life? So there's the difference between seeing life, entering life. God will make you see life so that you can enter life. The purpose of you seeing life is to give you ginger. I guess I'm looking for the English word, I can't find but I find PG. But or as a ginger means is to give you push. It's to give you uh, <laughs> desire for the kingdom or to enter the kingdom. Because now me I'm as me as, as soon as I say I'm saying it, I'm wondering what are we all thinking? When I say kingdom, because I'm I'm wondering, you know, when we hear that it may, it may seem kingdom, what's that? Because uh, we can't see it, it doesn't make sense. Right? I mean, does it make sense? It makes sense. I'm asking you to help me now. It makes sense again. No. Okay. I guess another thing is learning what the kingdom is. Right? So the kingdom of God. I guess what is first understand that we have to understand clearly that there is a world invincible. And the world that is invincible is tangible and is real. And that world has things in there for us. Amen. Now, and it's very easy to talk about kingdom. Like, our natural understanding of kingdom, what is it? Kingdom means, uh, or let's say, a kingdom means a specific place or land where a king is reigning. Right? Now, means that the king that owns the kingdom has influence and absolute power and authority in his kingdom. He's sovereign in his kingdom. Right? Now, a typical example is, let's use nations. Nations are kingdoms on the earth. Right? Now, Canada can be referred to as a kingdom, right? And the ruler or the... He who reigns over Canada is the prime minister, mm. right? Even though democracy makes us think that uh, we the people have a voice, okay? Really, well, I mean, after going through COVID, you realize that you really... That's 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 real truth. You realize that we actually don't have any voice. Yeah. But demo, democracy make, demo, democracy is funny. <laughs> I thank God for it. I mean, it's just to organize who rules. I mean, <laughs> but the thing is that mm. it it is when things are at depth of rain that you realize that you actually don't have a voice. Mm. The court of law. And everything that is said yeah. is, is is for is for rough is it ruffians? It's for it's it's for 
it's for people that are not wise, really. I, I don't know if I put it there, but because they think, I mean, of course, you can go there and get justice for certain things, fine. But when you talk about the intricate things, for example, you know, even when, during COVID, everybody was like, no, they can't lock all of us. And then they went to court because says, you know, the government <laughs> wins. <laughs> they realized that, yeah, yeah. Mm. in matters that is not really about the government, perhaps. They can talk to you, but when it comes to the government, the court will side the government. Mm. I mean, according to it, they tell you this in the constitution and all those things. Fine, well, thank you, it's okay. But the thing is that all those things can change. Amen. Amen. Are we afraid of thunder, thunderstorm? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Ah, I'm getting slower. So. What I'm trying to say is that, um, or just trying to explain is the kingdom, right? So Nigeria, uh, as a country, uh, as a president, the president, Nigeria is the kingdom of the president, right? Because the president is ruling over the nation, right? Now, we now have the kingdom of whereby God is ruling over the the kingdom. That makes sense. Because I want to say nation, but it's not. Right? So, there is the kingdom of God. And inside the kingdom of God are kingdom people who God reign over. Right now, so when I get or, or let me put this way, the way we've understood the kingdom of God before is that when you get born again, you have automatically moved into the kingdom of God, right? Um, because if we die, we go to heaven. So we thought heaven is the kingdom of God, heaven. Is not the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? Okay. Why am I saying so? The scripture tells us. The, Psalm 109. The Lord has set his throne in the heavens. Then the word that follows. And his kingdom. Ruleth over all. Over all what? Over all things created and, and not created, visible and invincible. It's just that the present heaven is where God puts his kingdom. Does that make sense? Yes. But you can get to heaven and not experience the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? Now, when he says the Lord has set his throne in the heavens and his kingdom, that means that the kingdom is tied to his throne. Does that make sense? Am I, is this concept that I'm explaining? Making, ah! So, the kingdom of God is in heaven, but heaven is not his kingdom. But that does not mean that God does not have sovereignty in heaven. 
Does that make sense? So what I'm trying to explain is that what you call kingdom is not just a place. Right? Full of certain kind of people. Like heaven now that have angels. So the concept of kingdom really is has to do with God himself. Right? God is the typification of kingdom. Does that make sense? Now, you can't get the kingdom of God if you don't get the life of God. Does that make sense? What classify you as a kingdom person or a kingdom man is that you have the life in the kingdom. Does that make, is, is that making sense? Now, the life in the kingdom is the life of God that God has set to mark his kingdom. Wow. Right? So, God, if you are looking for the kingdom of God, you need to look at his life. So, it's not just about heaven. And here's a typical example. Why would they roll up God's kingdom? Well, the scripture says this present heaven will be rolled away. So heaven and, so heaven and earth shall pass. So heaven is passing. And God can't pass. He can't. And the kingdom of God is tied to God. So wherever God is, that's where his kingdom is. And what would invite God is God's life. You know God can come here, but he can't dwell here. Mm. He can come, visit you, make you feel goosebumps. Oh Lord Jesus, you're close to me. Lord, I love you. I just feel so much joy in my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you are thinking that all your being is experiencing the anointing. Hallelujah. You are not yet in kingdom. Right? So God can come visit you for the purpose of depositing things in you. And that is to enable you into his kingdom. Now, what marks God's kingdom is God's life. Mm. Is that clear? Mm. So what marks God's kingdom is God's life. So when you hear God's kingdom, they're not talking about heaven. Even though presently God is residing in heaven. Right? So, the kingdom of God is not heaven. The kingdom of God is in God. Things pertaining to God's life. So, 
When you talk about kingdom, I guess ah, I hope this will help us to see scripture properly. So when they when they talk about the kingdom of God, they are not just talking about a place. Although God can set up a place where people that are in his kingdom will dwell. Is that is that clear? Right? So for example now, the new heaven and the new earth that we will go to. The new heaven, the new earth is going to establish God's kingdom. Right? How? Because the people that are there would possess God's life. So really to be honest, the present heaven and the present earth is not is not actually expressing God's kingdom. So, God can establish rulership, can rule from his throne, from where he is. Right? So, heaven is just a temporary, this, the present heaven is just a temporary location for God to issue out his Rain, or for the things of his kingdom to flow right it, that will flow into heaven it will flow into earth amen. amen so angels are in the same way you are on earth right now living, eating is the same way heaven is there and angels are doing their things there Does that mean that this is your kingdom? I mean, in short, even this place, they'll tell you you are from Nigeria, right? So you're a citizen of Nigeria, you are here in Canada, you're not a citizen here, so your rights are limited. So it's very well not that we even have. So you can't even say we have kingdom. <laughs> so what people, because, because, because that is possible, you know, what, people, what, people, what people that consider kingdom? Is having power. So, for example, when you say kingdom mandate, you'll be hearing, mm. you'll be hearing people going to take lands, making sure that they build like big, big churches, plant as many church, big churches, as they're doing all that, they are taking the kingdom, they're bringing the kingdom here. Imagine you do all that and nothing is changing, no life is changing, inwardly, nothing is changing inside you. What's going on now? There must be change now. You can't just because it is. <laughs> Why are you are laughing? <laughs> yeah, see, you are laughing. You are laughing. Both of you are laughing. I don't know why you guys are laughing at me. Amen. Amen. You can't just. You can't just. And I guess this is, I guess, I guess, well, it's, it's God that is helping us, right? Because maybe perhaps I used to think that way. I can't just assume, you know, with all our bad, bad behaviors and nature, because we get born again all of a sudden, we are in the kingdom of God. Wow. You know, man is spirit, soul, and body. Yes. Wow. And there is plan of salvation for the spirit 
for the soul, for the body. A man must understand that clearly. But because the world doesn't understand, and the church as a whole haven't fully understand that, that is why the word itself can even be abused. And every time they see maybe somebody make it, ah, yeah. In short, just knowing that you're a Christian alone, you've not done anything, no. They were started looking for your fault. Yes. The moment just is a Christian and 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 then you go angry. Ah, well, so you're still a Christian. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean they are perfect. Mm. I know some of us have gotten the and so for some of us have gotten the concept of we are not perfect because they realized. At some point, the church realized that, Omo, get issue. Right, and then when they are talking, they realize that everybody that comes to church, we're not perfect, but we're trying to be perfect like God. But because we're born again, we know that His grace is sufficient for us. We are united, you know, we claim new creation reality truth, but still neglect walking. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I'll give you an example it's a, it's a set, a mindset. The moment you don't fully, you don't fully take something, uh-huh. or you throw away, you know you can throw away responsibility yes, by playing ignorant. Mm. Imagine somebody that is saying we're not perfect, just letting us, we are changing. That's what is an excuse. I'm not saying an excuse, but let me use the word excuse for the purpose of the conversation. But I don't mean that they're trying to give an excuse, but. An excuse of I'm not perfect is because they realize that they made a mistake. But there's a responsibility as a Christian not to behave that way. Mm. And everybody knows that we should not be, or maybe they realize, ah, no, I should not behave this way. Oh, I'm not perfect. Uh, we are still going to. But before that happened, they didn't realize that they are not perfect. Mm. You notice? Maybe perhaps they might thought, oh, uh-huh. but when they say, oh, we're not perfect, uh, we are still changing. The soul can be just giving an explanation for why they fall short, but still not make any any. But those doesn't have any sense of responsibility to grow and not let that happen again. No, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Now realize that every single time we'll be mentioning, oh, we're not perfect. God is still yielding. They keep things. The same thing keep happening. That usually happens when the soul has not really accepted responsibility. Does that make sense? Yes, so it's as simple as this. Let's say you and me as a believer now, we know that we should read our Bible and pray, but we didn't really accept the responsibility of doing so. Yes, now I realize that the way we do it is that we do it whenever we feel like doing it. If you don't accept the responsibility to be meek in an yes, area, you will not be meek there. If you do not decide to walk the walk of faith, Hmm? Mm. I think the work of faith means just journey. Faith is movement. Faith is to push you. If you do not decide to walk with God, you realize that change will not take place in you. Mm. You wonder, oh, why have I been doing this thing all the time? I'm not changing. I'm not. I keep doing the same thing. I guess. I guess I'm just not taking it serious. Uh yeah. Uh, 
uh, you didn't accept the responsibility. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a life. It's not a life factor. It means that it's not yet doing you as if if I don't do this, I will die. The same way, if you have an exam, you will make sure you go and read. Who has exam that refused to read and pass? You have you don't. You didn't study, you didn't do, you didn't even think about it when you passed. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's possible, I don't know, maybe somebody has done it before. I don't know. Well, that one, you must be a serious <laughs> genius. A genius of the genius. Right? You realize that for, you have an exam. You have to take responsibility to study because you don't want to fail. Yeah. You want to pass, right? Yes. It's the same thing spiritually. But we don't treat spiritual things like that. We treat as if here's the thing we are we actually we dis disdain. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like throwing away costly pearls. And you know everyone but everyone is looking at you. And they are waiting for you to take hold to to be Diligent, ferocious, to be mm. intentional about growth, such that they can give you more. Oh and that's see, as you are, as things are coming together in you, first you see it. Yes. Seeing it is what can make you talk about it. And, ah, no, I'm not perfect. I can. It's okay. But there's another step to that. Mm. It means walking. Walking means accepting the responsibility. To actually conform, to actually transform. Mm. This thing I won't do it again. And then struggling. It doesn't mean you won't still you must still make mistakes, but as you're making mistakes, you're correcting it. When you correct it, because it's possible you don't see things from all sides. Yes. But the more you see this side, correct. As you are seeing those oh, sides, be moving forward. Mm. Yes, sir. Don't stay in one place. Okay. Keep moving. Keep journeying. Yes, so, what am I saying? When it comes to the full the, the full circle of movement in the spirit you have to see you have to walk you have to what you have to see you have to walk walking is movement walking is entrance seeing sight is seeing the door you must see the door then you must enter the door. Wow. See this John, John 3 that I read, right? Yes, we've read Genesis 13. We've read Joshua 1. We see, in actually, in, although in Joshua, they told, us to, they told Joshua to walk. Yeah. But what is walking is what Abraham already saw. Mm. Right? So, it's not something new. It's part of yeah. what Abraham saw. But how did Abraham see it? Abraham needed to journey. You need to walk the length and breadth. So as as he sees this present land, he's making effort to to walk it. As he's walking, he now he would he would discover more lands. Mm. And that is what you know. It's starting. It means that his journey is progressive. 
So we too must see spiritual growth as a process. Right? It's a process. It's a process inside process inside process. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Spiritual growth is a process. But for us to go through this process, there are other processes. For example, opening of sight. Right? Giving you the Holy Ghost. Opening your sight. Then you agree, coming into agreement, cutting covenant with God, coming into agreement to agree. I guess this is what I, as you walk, you're actually cutting agreement, making agreement with God. Is, it, is what I'm saying important to us? Is it blessing yes, us at all? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why am I saying this? Is because, see, eh, spiritual things must be valuable to you and me. Yes, sir. I said the kingdom of heaven, I, I, that's how I got it. The kingdom of heaven is real. For the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of, because you see sometimes, the, you see the scripture say the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes the kingdom of God. <laughs> the kingdom of God is really talking about his life. There is the heavens where angels are. Heavens. But Jesus has another heaven. It's not the same. Yeah. As the heaven where angels yeah. are. Amen. Remember Hebrews 1. Sorry, not Hebrews. Ephesians 1. It says, Blessed be God of our Lord Jesus, right? Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Heavenly places is not this hev- present heaven they are talking about. Where is that heaven? In Christ Jesus. And part of us also help us understand. You know, see, when, when we are reading read the scriptures, wow. see, every word yeah. is important. It's not just there. Yeah. The reason why we, we thought that heaven is about Jesus is because we are not really. Satan veiled our sight. We didn't see what the scripture actually wrote. And what the scripture wrote is clear and is there. Blessed be God. With all, and I mentioned, they mentioned this, spiritual blessings. And from our understanding, we've classified spiritual blessing as God blessing our daughter. But spiritual blessings are not things like that. If you want to categorize what is a spiritual blessing, think about getting baptized. Think about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? Those are blessings. Being being able to pray to God and receive. Being able to have faith. Those are blessings. Then being able to come into life. Being able to come into being able to come into peace. Being able to receive faith. Being able to journey to hope. Being able to journey to charity. These are blessings. Another blessing is this. I used to be an angry person. But now, I've I've, I've learned that God has changed me. I've learned to have patience. Now there's a difference between learning to have patience and, ah, I just feel that I'm, I'm able to have patience now. Can you tell me the difference between the two? Here's the first one. I've learned to be patient. The second one is, ha, ah, thank God. I, I, now, I just noticed that I'm now pop and patient. Eh? Okay, that's true, but 
there's a, there's a particular word I'm looking for. And what we get, what makes the difference in the two is leading, right? There's a, a kind of leading. But question now is, when you look at the two, what do you see based on what I just said from giving the example? First one, you are aware. Hmm. Then after, you have now just, you, you have now done it. Like you are now more Christian. Ah, okay, I didn't make it clear. Yeah. That you actually you are in the right track. So the first one is you are aware, because uh, the the word is I have learned. Yeah. Now something you have learned is something that is in your soul. The other one, ah, I just realized I'm more patient. I'm patient now. I mean, you don't know how it happened. You don't know whether you have actually learned patience or not. Right? Now, that one is not safe and it's not perfect. It means that tomorrow you can be, you can be impatient. Means so. I'm talking about I'm separating something that has gone through process and something that hasn't. There's a difference. Yes, sir. And that's the difference between someone growing up spiritually that is aware of changes taking place in their soul. Because I know there are times where we Christians we we sound so as we sound so funny as if spiritual growth is. Invincible, and I, I, I don't. There's a word I'm looking for. Because there's a, there's a way, you know, Christians will say, "Oh, thank God, um, I'm 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 just more patient now." Check it well. That that soul is not fully entirely patient. Learning patience, or let me put it this way, it's possible that maybe they realize they're just more patient in one area. Yeah. But it's not all around. Yes. When you learn, when you learn patience, you realize that it's not just in one aspect. Yes, sir. It is out. It, it is all some. It is yeah. all round. It is a tool you use in your life in every yes. single phase, shape, aspect. Patience is a nature. Yes, sir. Such that whether you are going to read, or whether you are going to walk, or whether you are going to pray. Or whether you are going to read your Bible, you are patient. So, what I'm trying to say is that when you've gone through process, there is a difference, a tangible difference than when you've not gone through process. Things that you've not gone through process for are things you can just you can you can disdain it. You know? So those those things can't stick. Yes, sir. Can't. And that is why you get born again. Mm. It's why I pretend that it's all right. Mm. It's a process. process, but it is an active process. It's not something. It's not. It's not. It's not something that you're able to get out of the blues. Mm. That is why mm. you notice that for Holy Ghost, you don't need process for it. When you get born again, the name of the Holy Ghost, right? When it comes upon you, you don't need process for that. The only process there is first get born again. 
then automatically these are the signs that will follow them that believe. Mm. They shall speak with other tongues, they shall cast out demons, they shall, you know, all the things, they shall step on snake uh, and scorpion and shall not, you know, bite them. It's true. You don't need process for that. You just need to believe. You just need to what? Believe. believe. If you believe, that's it. And I realized that that one too, because it has to do with there is no process there. You, are, you may not be consistent there. You can believe today, you may not believe tomorrow. When something has gone through process inside you, it is part of you. Amen. has gone. Uh, let me try and see if I can quickly round up. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think I forgot to. I thought we still had time, but I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. Eh? So, why, why, why do I think? I mean, because almost it's to 10 now, eh? Oh, sorry, guys. <sighs> but I can't finish. I think this one today, I, almost in the air, it's like there's a rod in between all of us in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a rod or something? Yes, sir. Because the way everybody's looking at me is as if <laughs> the room is too silent. What's going on? Eh? We're not smiling. On Saturdays, we used to smile a lot. Eh? Saturdays, it's just, just a gist. <laughs> just gist and laugh and just. But I don't know. Tuesdays, it's getting a lot more serious. I mean. But anyway, let's, let's, read, let's read scripture. Amen. Amen. So, I guess I was explaining the, the kingdom of God earlier that I moved into this, right? So, I don't know if we have a, an understanding and maybe whenever God allows us to talk about it again, but the kingdom of God is concerning God's life. So it's not, it's not just necessarily just a place, right? Because they can just move God's kingdom from the present level to the new heaven right now. So, it's not just a place, but the kingdom of God can be established in a place, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what. So, now, we now realize that that prayer, the prayer, I have to explain the kingdom. I guess it's just to help us. In the Lord's Prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word, thy kingdom come. Now, see that we say, thy kingdom come. Our Father, who art in heaven, so he is in heaven. His kingdom is with him. Heaven is just a temporary place that is holding the kingdom of God for the present. Because that's where God is. We are not praying to the Father that is in heaven for his kingdom to come. How will his kingdom come? I guess that's one of the interesting questions that all of us have to answer. Right? And then our understanding, according to Luke, is that his kingdom comes is everybody getting born again, and then having churches everywhere. Kingdom, kingdom mandate, right? I don't know. Where's my eye? Is the room dull or something? Eh? I will soon change this thing to white. Daylight. Daylight. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
Amen. Amen. So, the kingdom of God coming, where it's going to come to is in men. Then, because it's in men, that is how the kingdom will find expression on the earth. So, the kingdom of God coming is not just going to be one esoteric, one something that is just hovering, there's a zuzu in the air. Right? Of course, there is the atmosphere, there's presence, there's heaven. You get what I mean? But it's not that thing is is a sign that men are able to connect. There's 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 already things installed in men to pick that. Right? So it's not just how how the kingdom will be expressed, that kingdom, how his kingdom is going to come is upon men, which will give it expression. And do you think, you think about it, do you think the kingdom of God is being expressed when you exercise meekness towards your fellow brethren? Mm. Do we see it? You know, most of us, when we see, we are thinking about when Jesus will come and everybody, we are surrendered to Jesus. Now, I mentioned it right. It's yes, yes, yes. But when you are doing it, does it seem like it? Just seem like, oh, I'm changing. Thank God, I'm getting better. But do you realize that that is the kingdom of God finding expression? So when all of us are thinking about Jesus coming, Jesus coming, Jesus, your will, the kingdom, let your kingdom find expression, you would think maybe Jesus will just land in the air, angels everywhere. You're like, ah, oh, you have come to take over. You, lean down. You, stand up. Do you think that's how they are going to do it? Or do we, do, we, do we imagine these things? What's the artist? How does it look like? What's it the kingdom will go beyond it? The kingdom will come into man. How will it come? By them learning what the kingdom is. When the kingdom comes, how they receive it is by learning. Then once it is learned, it becomes part of and parcel of the soul. Amen. Amen. So, let me move further. So, the reason why I'm saying, I'm explaining the kingdom is that I want to show us that you must, for us to enter the kingdom, you must see the kingdom. Right? So, I explain the kingdom so that when, we, when, I, when I mention that word, it is clear to us what we're talking about. We want to talk about it scripturally. Mm-hmm. So, when Jesus was telling Nicodemus, very, very essential, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom. What is really saying is that he cannot see life. Right? Except a man be born again, he cannot see life. What that means is that being born again is a criteria for seeing life. It does not mean that the moment you get born again, you will see life. Ah, when you get born again, there is some measure of life in you to make you see life. How? That is why your spirit is born again. Your spirit is regenerated. Then your soul needs to see. Right? Then, it is the light in your spirit 
that helps facilitate your soul seeing the kingdom. Or, let me use this word, seeing life. If Jesus said that, except one body cannot see life, it means that except a man be born at some point again, he cannot see peace. Does that make sense? Now, I mean, I always remember what I thought about peace the last time. Okay, I let me let me let me let me rephrase it. I mean, because we we'll teach it a lot, and then we we'll get it one day. God will give us understanding. Amen. Amen. We read Romans eight, right? And then we talked about life and peace. Life and peace. And I mentioned that life is the beginning of receiving God's life. Now, before then, there's a measure of God's life in your spirit. But all of the reality of that life is not expressive in our soul. That is not finding the expression because there is no knowledge of it in the soul. Right? So, what we get born again doesn't mean we have life. At least, even if we have it, we don't have it awesomely. It's not something we have awesomely. So the, now, and here's the thing, when you talk about God's life, the thing, I mean, it may come to you like, ooh, goosebumps and all those things, you know, revelation. But after all that, the result of God's life, when you look at it, what God's life is called, is what? Meekness, bowers of mercy, brotherly kindness, virtue, faith, hope. Those are things, that's, when, when, when you're thinking God's life, don't think too far. Meekness. Love, bodily kindness. The scripture is littered with all those things. Eh? I don't know if I being sober, eh? being merciful, both to yourself and to others, being kind, eh? bodily kindness, charity. I mean, let's let me even read what James called it for us. Ah, Lord, help me. I think I'm deviating too much, and I may not actually, actually ever get to what I'm about, what I really wanted to say. And you realize that this peace thing is, life and peace thing is getting, I mean, the last two meetings, last two Tuesdays, we were talking, I was explaining that peace also, life and peace, right? And I used the gospel. And I realized that that tongue that, that came that time was talking about feet, feet. I mentioned that feet refers to the gospel, right? It means that it is the gospel that will enable us to walk. So we need to hear the gospel, to see, and to walk. Amen. So all these things will come together. The way Holy Ghost will make it. So if even if you don't understand it, don't don't get discouraged. Don't think. Just give time to keep thinking about them, right? Over time, things would come together. But just don't neglect the thought. Pray about it. Keep thinking about it. You can listen to the message again and again. Amen. Amen. Now, there's something wrong. You listen to one message one thousand times. Yes. I mean, I know, I, I know, we won't listen one thousand times, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that it can't be. I mean, if you listen and listen and listen over, it's good. There was a message I was listening to, like, but it, as I listened to it the third time, I was like. See, this time I'm listening. There are some things I'm hearing and listening. 
that I didn't that I did not know was there the first two times I listened. The second time I listened, it was still the same. That's to tell you and me that there's a lot of hearing we need to do. Even in one message, even in one message, it is possible that lots and lots of blessings are there. The thing is that I don't want to close today's meeting without giving us something tangible. I know we've talked about different things, but I want to put an end to what we're saying. So please give me some, just few minutes so that I can I can't believe it's already, it's already three hours. Amen. Amen. So let me go to Peter. Second Peter. Peter, we are going to your feet to, to your part. I'm just saying we are going to Peter. Yeah, everything now is <laughs> revelation. <laughs> Second Peter chapter 1. So Simon Peter is servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. And beside this, giving all diligence, notice, giving all diligence. And I can tell you and me, most of the time, we, yes. we've ignored this part. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But this is a very important yes, instruction. Yes, sir. Right? That if you don't have it, everything else is about to say, you're going to miss out. Yes, sir. Mm. Says, and besides this. Hey. Giving all diligence. They didn't say some diligence. They say all diligence. Meaning, make sure you work. Make, because there's no way you will be diligent. With the things God is giving you that you won't work. And where we lack a lot is not being diligent in things. Diligent to be selfless. Diligent to be merciful. Diligent to be kind. Diligence in studying. Diligence in praying, reading. I'll go further. But I just thought I should highlight that. Giving all diligence. Say, add to your add to your Faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance. Now, that's what I wanted to say. When I talk about God's life, they are actually highlighting it. Faith, virtue, temperance, right? The next, patience, and up to temperance, Patience and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. See all these things are what they call God's life. Mm. If you can express brotherly kindness, it is life, it is God's own life. See, man is not designed to live a life he created by himself. 
Does that make sense? All we have been doing is living a life that is not God's. Right? But if it is not God's, then which life are we living? Because we can't manufacture life. You know that you can't manufacture life. But you are a being of, of life expression. Does that make sense? It means that you can take and express life. But you yourself can't manufacture. I don't know. Because I'm talking, can man manufacture? I don't see anywhere in the scripture that shows me that. I could be wrong. But I'm just looking at it right now. I'm not seeing anywhere that actually shows man's ability to generate life. You realize that all the life that man has is either one he learned from God or from Satan. Because man, man is a learner of life. Man is a, mach- is a life-learning machine. Learn it, then express it. But man by himself can't just create life. Do you know what meekness is until God shows meekness? We don't now. I don't know what meekness is. Where meekness came from is God's life. God taught. God gave it to Adam. And then God expressed meekness. He showed meekness. Amen. But, charity. Say, for if this be, these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I just read that to show us, if you are looking at life, what is God's life? Those are examples you can see. But why not check out these things? Or the scripture broke them down further in different places. Like, what we can see all them, kindness, you know, temperance, meekness, you know, bowels of mercy. You know, being merciful to others, to yourself. Those are, those are things, attributes. And how do they, even in scripture, you see where they tell us explicitly, natures of God is merciful. His mercies, they are new every morning. God is merciful to you. I mean, God is kind. God is long-suffering. All of those things, yeah, that is God's life. But I mean, before, when I say God's life, I used to think it was just one thing that is just invincible. And, you know, you know all those things I used to feel. When maybe I'm receiving revelation, or maybe I'm in a meeting and then I'm feeling so much presence, and, and, or maybe as you are reading, wow. revelation is jumping at you. I used to call those things life. But those are, that's not the life. That is the way they move life into you. So I'm calling the way they move life into me the life. You now realize that I will miss the actual life. Now let me go for that because of time I beg. I've wasted too much time. But I've explained kingdom, right? I've explained what life is now. To exp- so, I've explained kingdom, right? And I've called kingdom life. Now, to establish it, to make us see clearly where I'm coming from. Because when I mentioned, see, when I mentioned, when I call kingdom life, I didn't just call it because out of my head. Scripture actually tells us. Let's go to Matthew 18. So that when you listen to these things again, you and then you read these scriptures, it actually makes sense, right? Matthew 18, and I read from verse 1. It said, At the same time came the disciple unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye 
shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. They are still talking about the kingdom of God here. It says, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And who shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. And whoso shall receive one of one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a mal a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offences, for it must it's more it must needs be that offences come. But woe to that man by whom the offence cometh. Now read further. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life. Alt or you see, Jesus used the word enter into life. Mm. Right? Say it is better that what? You enter into life. Alt or this entering into life is still talking about entering into kingdom. That's what he was talking about earlier. Right? Says, unless you are covered as this little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Later, I was now explaining. God just was talking a lot in parables. Later, I was now explaining. Say, it is better that you enter into life. This one is not talking about being born again. You must have been born again before this. Then, you must struggle to enter into life or enter into kingdom. This is why the scripture says it the kingdom of God suffereth violent and the violent take it by force. Don't you think it is violent to cut your hand just because you want to enter into life? But we use that scripture to do all kinds of things. We use that scripture to cast and command and and to decree and to declare. Right? But what they say, it is whether you cut your hand for you to enter into life, they are telling you how serious it is yes, to move into life. So, if it is it is this serious to enter into life, it is much more serious to come into peace. So, the first spectrum of life of God, right? You know, I mentioned uh, earlier uh, in the I think the last two teachings. When I was teaching about the, the feed of the gospel, or teaching about the gospel, I mentioned that life is the beginning of gospel of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It says they talk about how beautiful upon the feet, upon the feet of them, upon the mountain, at the feet of them that what preach the gospel, that bring the glad tidings, that publisheth peace. Right? Now that peace is talking about God. Right, uh-huh. when you're talking about Christ, sorry, you're talking about Christ's life. You can't get to peace if you've not entered into life, right? And if you go to Romans, I'm just going to read scriptures and then we'll go home. I'm not going to explain too much, but I'll just make comments because time has gone. I don't think we can go past ten tonight. So, Romans, Romans chapter eight. And I read because um, I explained the law of the spirit of life, right? 
can't remember, eh? Can we remember? But let me go to so I think yeah, my, my eye is very my eye is not seeing clearly. I've eaten all. I'm wondering. It's blurry. And this usually happen when I when I'm not. Okay. Let me try and see clearly. Yeah. Let me from verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded is dead, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, I mean, if you don't want to think about the money, you can take just this verse and meditate on it for a long time. It says, To be carnally minded is dead, but to be what? Spiritually minded is life and peace. Think about what it means. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. How is it life? How is it peace? When you are spiritually minded, right, you can conclude that, oh, your mind will always be at peace. Right? But it's much more than that. They are talking about a life here. When you are spiritually minded, it means you have come to a spiritual mind. Hmm? When you've developed a spiritual mind, no, spiritual mind is something that needs to be developed. When we get born again, we've not developed the spiritual mind. We have to train the mind. Right? Through changing, the mind can become spiritual because of the content of what it thinks. Does that make sense? And let me put it this way. When you have a spiritual mind, the way you think is different. When you are, look at it this way. When you are more merciful, when you are selfless, when you are kind, what do you think makes you to be that? It's because the way you are thinking is different. Now, let me put this way. When you are not selfless, when you are selfish, you think differently. How? Because you always be thinking wrongly. When somebody did something, because you are selfish, you definitely think it wrongly. That mind is not spiritual. There's a kind of mind or there's a kind of sense called Christ sense. It, it is what allows you to be able to comprehend the length, the breadth, the depth and height of God. Now, just thinking this way, the reason why we can't really, really perceive God in many forms is because we are limited. There's, there's something that's been done to our thinking whereby we can't, we can't connect God. That's what God is all also shifting. So by the time you you notice, by the time you become submissive or or kind or you have love towards a brother and you are doing it purely. Charity out of a pure heart. When you are doing it purely, you now realize that that thing will do something to you with the way you think. Imagine you are always giving an excuse instead of always blaming. Maybe they didn't know. You realize that the way you think and process is different. Yes, sir. That's another kind of sense. That is life. That's because all these things is, a, is an expression of God's life. Not always. Check. When you assume too much, 90%, all am I saying? 50% of the time you are wrong. Ah! More than that. There's a difference between assumption 
there's a difference between being assumptions. You know, you can perceive certain things because of maybe patterns you've seen. You can, you have, you can suspect that something will end in a way. But that's different from acting on it. When you not act on that suspicion, is that that's that's an advance. So you realize before something comes to you, you've already assumed and acted upon. You now realize that you've acted wrongly. Why? Because you've not fully, you've not fully. Okay, maybe is for example, they could just ask you, oh. Why did you why why did you put this cup here? Maybe the person asking is just sincerely just asking you why you put the cup here. You've assumed if you quickly thought they're asking me because it because I did it wrong. Why do you think I did it wrong? Then you become defensive. Instead of just simply answering why you put it there, you'll be defending yourself for putting it there. Does that make sense? Oh, I put it there, uh I believe it's the right place to put it. I, I mean, I'm just asking, wow. why did you put the cup here? Oh, oh, oh! I, I, oh! I put it there because uh, I thought it would be nicer to have it there so that when people wash their hands. Oh, okay. I see the difference. The difference in the conversation. But if your approach is to be defensive, it means that you have. Inferiority complex, somewhere it's part of you know, when leading is challenged. Don't let's assume putting it there is a leading. Why did you put it there? You want to now defend your leading. Mm. And I believe that's the right way to do it. God told me, and I did it. That's the behavior of people that are no under. Mm. God told me, and I did it that way. And you now realize that people that want to prove that, 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 that people are not submissive, they always tell you, God told me. I'm not saying that even if you are something, you can't say that. I'm saying that there's a, there's, a, there's a tweak to the God told me. Or maybe when you are talking, you don't realize that you are saying God told, God told me, God told me, God told me, a lot. Yeah. What are you trying to prove? Five. And do you know what that God told me means? Shut up. Hey. <laughs> that God told me is like, don't question what I'm saying. Like I said, if your if your lady can't be questioned, ah, most likely you might get it wrong. Yep. In short, we are not even sure it's God leading you. He may be the one, but we are not sure. We don't even know. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I think I've explained the aspect of life, right? Entering into the kingdom, which is entering into life. So and Jesus says, except you are born again, you cannot see. So, two things that must be established for movement is that you must see and then you must possess or you must walk. The walking is the possessing. Meaning that you must take effort to respond to the life that God is demanding from you. So the purpose of seeing it is so that the demand can be made upon you. So, all of us who like revelation is good. Love it all. Know that the revelation you are receiving is for to place demand on you. This is time to suffering we had last week. Because when demand is placed on you, it is time to suffer. Does that make sense? So, when you are learning love, you are learning revelation, also sweet in your mouth. It's going to be bitter in your belly. Don't forget. 
Now, but here's the thing. When it is bitter in your belly, it is good. When you respond, it is good. You know why? Because God will give beauty for ashes. It is out of, the, it is out of your ashes that beauty will arise. You don't realize that you become a whole lot more beautiful the more you become, you become the more you respond to God. Eh? I don't uh, let me even say this. You know this thing, I don't know. I know it's I don't know if it affects guys to share, but I don't know, but guys don't really care. But ladies, most of the time, you know you might be saying to yourself, No, I'm not looking beautiful, I don't look fine. Uh-uh, uh-uh, don't say that to beautiful. Just check in what. Wow. First of all, when we look at the artwork, it's like this. God has made you wonderful. God has made you wonderfully. You are what? I am beautifully, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know they've taught us that one. In case it's not enough, know that you are beautiful. And you can be much more beautiful. See, when you can express love, charity, kindness... Being selfless, you are see that no see those things are too beautiful. Anybody that sees it yes. will see beauty. Yes. Can you see someone that is kind? You not say, yes, oh yes, wow. Yes, yes. You, you can you can just fall in love with people nice. by just saying certain things. Hey! Oh, so yeah. What you are saying inside them is beauty. Beauty. See. Don't let see natural beauty. Don't let it deceive. See, the scripture even tells us, say it is vain, and it is deceptive. True beauty, what beauty is, is your see. When your soul is beautiful, you are beautiful. It doesn't matter how you look. When your soul is beautiful, it puts a radiance of beauty on you. When people see you, they see a beautiful soul. So, when I say beauty is the other builder, who's your builder? It's God. Before God, now borrow whoever is going to marry you, sight to see. It's God that is borrowing the person's sight to. It's God. If God is not borrowing that person's sight, they will not see anything. So, beauty is that of the inside. If you are worried, don't worry more about that one. What is more about being beautiful inside? Some of us, that's the key to locating your own spouses. Some of us, I'm just saying, you know, you don't, you don't know what you will do, what, something that will just strike a chord. Hmm. Maybe not pay attention to this person. But while saying this, <laughs> learn, learn, learn to wait on God. <laughs> I'm not going to, because I know, I, I, I know we are excited. But let me, let me bring it down. Learn to be patient. You know, this is what I was saying. Patient to be beautiful. Uh-huh. doesn't mean you should rush. Learn to be patient. Be extremely patient. Amen. So, don't let anybody lie to you and tell you you are not beautiful. You are beautiful. God, everything God made is beautiful. Yeah. Now check it in Genesis when God created everything. God created, or, or you, unless you don't believe that God is He who creates babies. If you don't believe that, then I guess you can 
believe you can believe all kinds of things. So I mean, it's possible for you to believe you are not fine. But if you believe God is the creator of all things, it is clear you are beautiful. Why? Because God looked at everything he created and he said it is good. But when he created man, he said it is very good. So know that you are very good. What Satan is trying to tamper with is your very goodness. Don't let Satan tamper with it. And where your very goodness lies is in your soul. Be beautiful soul-wise. Change. Be active. Walk. Yes, sir. Then you know, when you are beautiful spiritually, you realize that you be beautiful in the natural. Yes, sir. Because part of beauty, when I say that, is check out how you handle things, how you do things, how you take things. Are you serious with things? You think, do you know when to take things serious? Why you use that to live? And people are looking at you. They are seeing somebody. Most of the time, that's what people, what people see. You can be so charming, but you have bad character. That person, that person will not look pretty to people. That's, that's to tell you. In short, it's a turn off. No matter how pretty the person looks in the natural, you know, or charming, charm, no matter how. Just, just have bad characters. That's all. Yeah. All the fineness is disappearing. That's gone. Amen. Amen. So, beauty yeah. is in God's life. Yes. Desire that you desire beauty. So keep walking. When you are walking spiritually, keep walking. Keep walking. When you are walking, you are seen. But learn to possess lands. Don't just see. Possess. I think that's just the word yes. that I wanted to. That's what I wanted to teach. Since that's how I'm then explaining scripture. See that you see first. John three covers everything. See, there is sin before entrance. You must see the kingdom. When you see the kingdom, revelation is coming to you. But there's another part, which is possessing the land. To possess the land, you must respond. How you possess the land is by walking. How do you walk? You walk by faith and not by sight. What is that faith? That faith is actually life. Why? Because faith is the life of Christ. Faith of the Son. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son. The life I now live, that's Galatians 2.20, I live by the faith of the Son. So, faith of the Son is actually the life of the Son. It is righteousness. Righteousness is the first life that you come into. So, when you enter life, but don't forget that the journey is far. Which is why you need to keep patanomasita, keep possessing the land. Because if you don't possess the land, the land is waiting for you to possess it. When you say possess the land, it's the land of your soul. Keep possessing. There are, see, Satan has yes. stolen lands in us. Yes. We need to work it and possess it back. Right? As you keep possessing it back, okay, Satan has stolen joy. Take, take joy back. Satan has stolen meekness. Restore back meekness. Satan has stolen what else? Kindness. Satan has stolen selfishness. Oh, selflessness, sorry. Has stolen selflessness. Restore. Re- 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 Restoring by selflessness. As you begin to learn those major attitudes, you are, you are repossessing the land. So you must walk. 
you don't when you see sin is good is the first step but sin goes hand in hand with walking so you see then you walk you see then you walk you see then you walk the more you walk the more you see the more you walk the more you see the more you see the more you walk the more you walk the more you see until you have fully covered all the lands you have fully possessed the land you are fully coming to your end. see the purpose of walking and marking right is to mark your inheritance and yes, possess sir. it yes sir. yes sir. and your inheritance is god christ is your first inheritance then god take christ then take god if you don't walk you want to know what your inheritance is Keep walking. Keep marking. Mm. Keep cutting. Walk the length and breadth of the land. Keep seeing. Mm. Sight. See life. Enter life. Then when you enter into the kingdom, it means there are many life you still need to have. I have come that they might have life. What? That they might have it more abundantly. So when you enter life, there is still more abundant mm. life. They continue gaining life. See, more abundant life is to tell you that the journey is far. Where you are going to end in Christ is in peace. If you can journey to peace, it is clear you can become everlasting. Or you can receive everlasting life. Now, when you get to peace, see, Let's talk, I don't want to. First of all, I don't even want to talk about all those everlasting areas. What I really, really want to talk about is just see that peace one. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that because it's just to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. Life and peace. So when you think about life, know that there is peace. What the scripture tells us about peace is this: He said that being justified by faith, we have peace with who? With God, he didn't say we just have peace. Mm-hmm. Eh? Let me say that when I'm in God, I have peace in my heart. You have that one, but there's another one called peace with God. It means that one is with you and God, it's between you and God, it's not anything else, just you and God. What does it mean to be at peace with God? It means that there are things inside you that is inside God, such that when God speaks to you. There is no warning. You don't, you know, right now, when God is still saying some things to us, we take it, some we don't take. Mm-mm. At that time, that won't be the case. And God has given us an example of what that would look like. Is in Psalm 109. Psalm 103, sorry. Which says, The Lord has established in heaven and the kingdom of the I'm rushing because of time. <laughs> sorry. I'm running up. Sorry, sorry for the shout. I just checked and I realized that I said I'll end by 10. I did not know that I've, I've added another sorry. No, 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 no. We have to go home. But let me finish this statement and then we'll go. So, now I realize that. Okay, what did I stop again? Um, so, 103, right? They are telling us the attribute of angels. Then they now told us about the first cater called the cherubims. Said, bless the Lord. He a uh, he is angels that excel in strength. You see the word strength. The, what do they do? Acme 
to the voice of his commandment. Meaning that when God gives them void, word, they don't argue. They don't look at it. They just go to execute. So when God is telling you, hey, Shade, let us go and just give this brother some uh, or that. Are uh, you Shade and brother? No. Jide. Because I want to be clear here. Jide. That's Jide. See brother justice. Show him love. When God says that to some, you know, imagine somebody that, that torments your life, that you don't even feel any, 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 any atom of love towards, or if you, you don't feel like showing love towards the person, say, not the way you don't, feel, we don't feel like that, but we say, um, but when you are this peace, when God tells you, let's go and be like, eh, okay, and you know that this brother is is tormenting your life, that this, this person does not even, oh, okay, so. How do you want me to show? Okay, okay, let's go and let's no problem. When we are when we are able to do that, quick, it means that you are at peace with God. When God when God speaks to you, you are able to respond without arguing. But right now we still argue with God a lot sometimes. When God will just argue, ah, no, but Jesus, don't you know that? Is a sign we are not at peace. So, I'm just showing us that life and peace aspect, right? I'm just showing the distance in between. Showing us clearly that when we are at life, we are, we are still learning about God, right? But we still don't fully agree with Him. Even though we are in His kingdom. You now realize that even in the kingdom, there's still separations. That is why, that is why some people will be in outer darkness. Some people will be in a little bit of light. But for us to be, what we should hunger for is to be close to God. And that closeness is actually in the journey of life. Clearly, the journey is far. But let's not forget, they said they they are here to work with us. It means that we have help. What you need is to be diligent. Be diligent in learning God's life and in responding. Be diligent in repossessing the land which Satan has stolen. Let us begin to thank God. Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise for today. Give you all the glory. Thank you for your mercy and kindness. My heart of Venom, my shit of Venom, my shit of Venom, my heart about Persi to Koliata Veremosh to Venemusita. Zephanata, Zephanata, Koliata, Kasi, Elina, Zosima Shikaha, Ebrasta Kaba, Sato Venemusita. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness and thank you for your word. We say be that exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we pray that the grace to respond to your word, which you have spoken to us today, you will give to each and every one of us in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, concerning your life, you will give us grace to respond to your life. You will give us grace to learn your life as we go. You will give your grace Amen. much more in abundance for us. For the reason of life. But I help us to repossess our land. Give us grace to respond to your commandment. Father, help us to learn life and peace. 
Help us to journey to peace. Amen. Father, we, we thank you because you've also sent help our way. Send we ask, Lord, Jesus. that the grace to align with your help you will give to us. Amen. We will not we will not insult your help. Amen. We will agree with yeah. your help. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth.